This is Keisha Lewis, and welcome to Sunny Side Up, a review of last week's happenings in the social media world with some Trini teasing. This is episode 2, with news from the 25th of February to March 3rd. What a week! Broadcasting, live streaming, and super broadcasters were front and center. A CEO made a call for help, and a young app holds on to its younger base. And now for our top stories this week. Facebook just published research that they conducted into the effectiveness of ads placed within Instagram stories. Now stories are getting really popular. They're everywhere. They're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook. Everybody's looking to do stories. Even Google search engine has stories now. So of course, if that's where people's attention is, well, marketers are sure to follow. Advertisers are sure to follow. So Facebook, what they did is they conducted some research where they surveyed people in Brazil, Indonesia, the UK, and the US to determine what users best respond to in stories ads. If you're going to put an ad in a story, what performs the best, essentially? And in their report, they broke their results down into, quote, five key considerations, which are as follows. One, relevance matters. What is the context within which the ad appears? You don't want to put an ad for a bookstore in the midst of stories talking about the latest pet or talking about food or something like that. You want to make sure that your ad is placed in the right context. It just flows. Otherwise, it's just an annoyance to the persons that viewing it. And of course, annoyance leads to bad performing ads. Number two, seconds add up. The shorter, the better. The faster you bring your brand to the forefront, the better. In other words, get to the point and quickly. Thirdly, have spacing pays off. This applies to those ads that have multiple scenes. People, this is not a romance video that you're making. This is not a rom-com. This is an ad. So if you're putting more than one scene, you know, pace, go from one scene to the next, quick, okay? Um, the fourth one, product demos boost results. And they're not very um, popular for whatever reason, I guess, due to the complications of putting together a product demo. But those stories, ads that have um, done that are performing really well. So make the effort. I mean, as far as Facebook is concerned right now, about half of the businesses um, that are on Instagram have done a story at least once a month. So start small. Maybe once a month you plan and organize to do a product demo in a stories ad. And last but not least, which is somewhat of a no-brainer, your ads must be mobile optimized. I shouldn't say must. Should be mobile optimized. And the the ones that are designed for people that are viewing it on a phone are the ones that perform better. And this is more than just 
you know, formats and shapes and stuff like that and color and how you arrange the letters and whatever. It's also what kind of call to action do you have? Do you have a call to action that they can take action on or that they can respond to from their phone? Is there a button that they can click and do everything they need to do right on the phone? Is there a way that you can make sure they can make an appointment with you via their phone right then and there? Because if they have to wait to go to their desktop to act on your ad, they would have forgotten you already. So those are the five relevance matters, seconds add up, fast pacing pays off, product demos boost results, and ads should be mobile optimized. The first four I quoted from the Social Media Today article that quoted Facebook. Just covering the basic here. Okay, so that's Instagram stories. Broadcast is coming to Facebook Messenger. Now, for those of us that have been on the receiving end of an over-enthusiastic broadcaster in WhatsApp, we know just how annoying this can be in the wrong hands. However, Facebook has been taking a careful approach to this. It's been tested internally since November last year, and they're now testing it externally with a small percentage of pages in three countries, the U.S., Mexico, and Thailand. Now, the target audience for this feature is primarily small business people. So, small businesses that aren't too, you know, sophisticated enough to deal with these chatbots because building a chatbot can be fun, but it is it can be a bit of a hassle if you don't have all the facilities available to you to do so. So, this messenger feature is available to them to help to automate that messenger um, service where you would message your clients, potential clients, etc. Whereas before you might be doing it manually, now you would have that feature available to you to do it automatically in an automated fashion. Now, once it rolls out, the plan is to make it free but for a limited time and then you would have to pay just as if you were paying for facebook ads you would then have to pay for messenger broadcast so hopefully that would reduce the over enthusiastic broadcasting however you cannot spam you can't just message any and everybody i'll quote an sc spokesman um in the TechCrunch article said small business pages can message all or a segment of the people who have initiated conversations with their business at once directly from their pages inbox so basically it's people that you have already interacted with at some point that you can then broadcast to you can't just grab people off of facebook and just broadcast to them so that'll be that's one of the big differences between the facebook ad and paid messenger broadcast at least when it starts to cost money if it's a large company yes there there will always be the chance of spamming spammy behavior i would say and i'm guessing that i'm suggesting that that could be one of the main reasons why facebook is targeting small businesses 
because the neighborhood shop sending you a message is not as annoying as, as this, you know, Pepsi Cola sending you messages every other day. And once customers, prospects receive those messages positively, then that can lead to um, a sale, a new client, etc. So once you're not annoying, you have the possibilities of your message broadcast paying off. So keep it casual, keep it conversational, keep it neighborly, and it will pay off for you. Alright, so once it rolls out globally, we will keep you updated. We will let you know when it rolls out globally. We'll let you know when it rolls out to PNP. If you want to stay updated, make sure to subscribe to us either here on anchor.fm or in Pocket Cast. You can subscribe to us now at Pocket Cast. And now on to the next story. Periscope expands their super broadcaster program. According to social media today, Periscope has announced an expansion of their live streaming monetization option called Superhard to both French and English language broadcasters across the EU, the US, and Canada. Now, this program was launched since June last year, and, well, I just love how it works. Basically, what you do is, you know, when you watch a live stream, you would click, say in Facebook, you might click um, a like or heart or angry or smiley face, etc. In Periscope, the only option you had was to click heart. So if you like what the person was saying, you click heart, 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 and you see the stream of hearts while this person was talking. Now, what they did is they brought in this program of super hearts where you would pay for these specially designed heart graphics that you can then use with your favorite streamer. So, say for example, you bought $10 worth in super hearts. You could then, every time you would use those super hearts for your whatever streamer that you're listening to or you're looking at, that money would be shared with that streamer. So whatever revenue was gained or whatever revenue is generated by you purchasing those hearts, the streamer that you are showing love to gets a cut. And that's basically their monetization program. I love it. It is so, I don't know, it just seems really cute to me. It's just adorable, I think. And I think it's a bit creative. Now, given the secrecy about how popular it is, because that's the thing in Periscope, they tend to be really secret about whatever they're doing, how well they're doing, their whatever revenues they're generating, etc. Um, now, they're owned by Twitter. Um, but the problem is that, well, one problem is that Twitter has developed their own live streaming feature on their platform, even though they also own Periscope, which is kind of weird. But, hey, so now Periscope is in a position where they have to prove their own metal and um, prove their own metal and um, be able to stand independently and produce their own um, revenue. So, given we don't know how popular the Superhearts program is, 
So them expanding it could mean one, it could mean either the program is doing really well, so they're ready to expand it, or it could mean that they are taking this last effort towards um, saving themselves and maintaining their independence. Right? This report was based on an article by Social Media Today. And on to our next story. The Twitter CEO calls for help. According to the Next Web article, Twitter CEO has officially waived the white flag and called for outside help to fix the site's toxicity. Specifically, he's asked for help designing a metric of conversational health on Twitter. Now, this call for help was done via a quite a frank and emotional tweet storm by Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. One of his tweets stated, we're committing Twitter to help increase the collective health, openness, and civility of public conversation and to hold ourselves publicly accountable towards progress. Well, we'll see. You know, when I read this article, the first thought that came to mind is, in the mind of a carpenter, every problem is a nail. And I'm seeing, I, I don't know, I mean, the, the next web article, the, the person who wrote the next web article, Ms. Rachel Taylor, she um, basically reflected what I was thinking. I, I agree with her completely. Why everything has why every solution has to be an algorithm? Sometimes, you know, maybe you listen if you listen to your Twitter users more and do the basic stuff. Better customer service, more a better response to complaints, punish the ones that are misbehaving, get rid of the bots, you already started that. I don't know, it's again, in the eyes of a carpenter, every problem is a nail. Every solution is a hammer. I guess that's the rut that they're stuck in right now. Well, maybe the algorithm will work. We'll see. And um, follow the process of Twitter trying to fix itself. Let's see how committed they are to it. Now on to the next story. YouTube as the host of live streaming updates. In the past week, after months and years of relative quiet, YouTube just came out of nowhere and just started rolling out update after update for live streamers. It seems they've finally um, gotten onto the live stream wagon, they've finally embraced the live stream feature in their own <laughs> platform. And they've added a lot of updates to it. So let's just list them out. About four major ones. One of which is quite exciting. First, they have added the capacity to watch live replays of the video as well as live chat alongside the video. So now you can not just replay the video, but you can also replay the chat. And then they would play along with the video just as it did during the live version. They also extended automatic English closed captions to live streams. 
so now you can i do well it's automatic so it's already there it's, it's in place for you of course you can still upload your own caption text but outside of that they will automatically do that for you they've also added geographic tags to help people to discover more live stream videos within a specific physical space so for example if they look at uh, one video they might be able to see what are some of the other videos being broadcast from that same area so creators are able to add a location tag to their stream and that would then allow people to discover them based on where they're located and the last update is a really interesting one they said that as part of their super chat system users will now be able to connect their channels using isps which would link their streams to other internet connected devices now this is based on article in by social media today and this means that viewers can control connected devices as defined by the broadcaster which is kind of interesting so a viewer can control a device on the broadcaster's end so some of the examples they included were things like flying a drone on screen or firing a confetti cannon they even include one example of being able to turn down the lights in the broadcaster's space and i'm thinking to myself why in the world would a broadcaster want to do that i mean there are so much so many mischievous people out there that's just too tempting you know you're there doing your live stream and all of a sudden things just go dark why anyway so again creativity you never know what people will come up with i'm sure there's some scenario where that would be fun those are some of the updates that have been rolled out by youtube for their live streaming tool so it seems they finally embrace live streaming which is weird given that their whole platform is based on video you think they would have fully jumped on the live streaming got all excited about live streaming a lot faster than facebook and these other platforms but there is there it goes as far as i'm concerned they do video that's who they are so whatever they put out it's gonna be good so we'll keep stay in tune with what's going on with youtube and their live streaming we'll also be checking to see how much of that is available to us here in tnt as well as remember they still have youtube red that they're rolling out we'll find out which countries are it's rolling out too and that's it for that story we have one more story after this snapchat was on to its base of younger users now, according to the social media today article in the latest key research report about social media use and demographics they reported that facebook remains in the lead although quote younger users are turning to snapchat and instagram at very high rates now this research report was based on a survey of about 2000 us adults aged 18 or over in january now of course you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's based on an exclusively um, american audience but it does give us give us some insight into the demographics 
and the division with different types of audiences in the various social media platforms. The Pew Research Report also describes YouTube as being very popular, even though it's not a social media platform in the traditional sense. In fact, and that is amazing, we're looking at 75% of US adults and 94%, 94% of 18 to 24 year olds using YouTube. Okay. Other stats of interest include 78% of 18 to 24 year olds are Snapchat users. So we know their base remains amongst young people. Whereas only like 54% of 25 to 29 year olds use it. Pinterest still remains mainly a female domain. Uh, 50% of Americans with a college degree use LinkedIn. And WhatsApp is popular in Latin America. And this popularity extends to the Latino population in the US with 49% stating that they use it. So those are just some of the stats and of course the one that stands out the most well to me two things stand out the most one snapchat continues to hold on to their younger audience that base of 18 to 24 year olds and that base is increasing and the other thing that stood out to me is that youtube in particular is very very popular amongst the younger audience as well even though it's not traditionally a social media platform okay um and that's basically that's our last piece of news well the last top news for this week now on to our local updates local updates there are about four new updates that happened this week Firstly, there's a new call to action button on Facebook pages that allows your customers, clients, fans, followers to connect to you via your WhatsApp account. Now remember, WhatsApp business is now available in TNT, so my, my thought would be it would be a great way to connect your business page with your business WhatsApp. Um, as from what I've seen so far, you when you boost a post or when you do an ad, the WhatsApp call to action is available to you so that people can respond to your ad or respond to your boosted post by connecting with you via WhatsApp. Secondly, now this was a personal discovery. I just came across it on my own phone this week i've been doing facebook stories more often this week and i got an invitation from facebook to add a camera icon to my phone a camera app i should say to my phone that allows me to take photos that are you know that has that rectangular shape to fit the stories and send it directly to facebook i downloaded it and it works beautifully it's very fast of course it's direct to facebook stories so 
But I guess, you know, because Facebook and Instagram, they're connected, you see what I would sometimes do, save one story and then pass it on to Instagram and share it, etc. But um, this way I can go directly to Facebook if I want to do something different for Facebook, which sometimes I do. Right, um, so now this is an Android phone. I'm not sure how it will work for Apple, but um, check it out. If you do it, if you're into Facebook stories, you may get an invitation to download the camera app. Hey, why not? Um, third update the list feature of status updates on Facebook, where instead of doing nice colored backgrounds you can now do really pretty lists for your status updates i read about this about two weeks ago and it wasn't clear as yet it wasn't as plenty as yet and i noticed that it showed up this week um i think with the latest facebook update so i made use of it i tried it out looks beautifully just note, however, that when you create your list, you cannot edit it afterwards. So whatever you put out there, make sure it's what you are very sure you want to put out there. Usually when you, if you decide to put a list, it, um, Facebook would provide suggestions, but you can create your own list with your own themes, etc. Personally, I think I might use it for headlines either on a daily or weekly basis. I used it already to list like you know places I want to visit. So that was me. Alright, and the last update, Twitter now allows you to save tweets via a bookmarking feature. And it is already available locally. Twitter did not pick this time with this. Um I read about it on Twitter in the morning. By evening it was on my phone. Right? So no second, it was out globally. Um, it is it, it well on my Android phone. It looks like uh, the share icon that you would find for other apps or other features. Um, it has a different icon on an iOS phone, at least from what I've seen other Twitter um, users um, showing in their screenshots. I did try it out already. It works beautifully. It's not a problem. Really straightforward. When you open your profile, where you see tweets, media replies, etc., now you have another section called bookmarks. So whatever you save, whatever tweets that you save, you can now access it in your profile section under bookmarks. So that's it for local updates this week. If you want to stay up to date with any changes, any new features coming to TNT, please stay tuned to Sunny Side Up. Subscribe to us. Make sure to take a listen every week. We're here every Monday morning. Alright? Alright. Now, on to the next section. And now for honorable mentions. There are lots this week. So we're going to do it according to platform. Facebook. The Messenger platform set up a new website for marketers. You can find it at messenger.se.com. 
We are also testing out voice clips as a status update option. We are getting into job hunting, primarily for blue collar and other jobs not catered to by LinkedIn. And for the first time in a while, they have been overtaken by Google as the top referral to publishers. And now for Pinterest. Pinterest just rolled out some educational webinars to help small business people use their platform for marketing. Now for Twitter. Twitter is seeking to increase their Black, Latino, and female representation in a push for diversity. A study also showed that minorities use their platform to voice issues ahead of mainstream coverage. Snap. They are working on AR as an augmented reality enabled spectacles. And they just added some new Bitmoji animations that allow users to interact with their friends' characters. Instagram may be looking to add voice and video calling features to their platform. LinkedIn improves their notifications to make sure they are more relevant to what you are looking for. And YouTube Stories, yeah, they have stories too. Their stories feature lets users swap backgrounds. And that's it for honorable mentions. That's it folks, the end of our second episode of Sunny Side Up. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to click that subscribe or follow button. And join us again next week for another review of social media news. As we go, remember this, social media is social, so make sure to reach out to someone today. Till later people. Bye. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast